This episode brought to you by Linode. How can your MSP leverage the cloud to increase revenue and become more profitable? Introducing the Linode Partner Program for Managed Service Providers. Linode makes it simple, affordable, and accessible for MSPs to lower their cost of support, increase revenue, and gain a competitive advantage in this competitive marketplace. As a Linode partner, gain access to the best pricing in the industry, coupled with 24 by 7 by 365 human support and significant savings over other cloud providers. Visit linode.com forward slash MSP Alliance to learn more, including how to qualify for $500 in free credits. You're entering the MSP Zone, a podcast for the managed services community, covering news, analysis, and interviews from around the globe. Elevate your MSP game by staying in the MSP Zone. And now, your host, Charles Weaver. All right. Welcome back. I should say, welcome back to me. Uh, it's been a while since we've uh, recorded a uh, podcast had a little bit of time off but uh, we're back in the saddle as it were and ready to hit it again and we're gonna be talking about something today that's actually really important for msps across the board and that's sales and marketing and the the time tested topic of how do i get more leads how do i talk about things that are going to make my customers or my prospects more likely to engage with me with my msp practice and that's a look that's if if you struggle with that that's something that uh you're not alone right a lot of msps have been dealing with that for decades literally and but we're going to approach this from a standpoint of uh, yet again because this is not the first topic but we for those of you who are not aware we we, I, don't subscribe to many of these so-called sales and marketing tactics that are being used out there by MSPs. There are some good ones. There are some good ones. But I think the vast majority of these programs that are MSP-targeted sales and marketing programs, whatever, you know, systems, solutions, uh, methodologies, they tend to be, uh, some of them are outright junk, uh, but, but some of them are decent if, depending on the type of organization you are, the type of approach you have to manage services. So there are some variables, and I'll say that, you know, for example, th there have been some MSPs who do really well with uh, appointment setting, cold calling firms, like they outsource to those types of firms and they have really good results. And these are MSPs that I've known for many, many years and they do really well with them. Fine. If that's you and it works, then perfect. I, I'm, I'm happy for you. But for the vast majority, a, a good large percentage of the global managed service providers out there today, and it's been this way for many years, they struggle with how do I get more leads? And I am not talking about, I'm not talking exclusively about referrals because that has traditionally, since we've started uh, polling and surveying MSPs, you know, 20 years ago, referrals uh, ha have been a reliable 
uh, steady source of good new business for MSPs. Uh, we know this to be true. It's, it's just a fact. I think it's, it's a well-known fact. I, I hope it's well-known. Um, but that doesn't uh, satisfy a lot of MSP business executives, operators, and or investors who are wanting kind of more aggressive returns on their investment. They want to see more results in terms of new sales. And so that is a very real um, uh, dilemma uh, or, or issue for, for some of those uh, folks out there. And that's, I, I intend to address that today here on this episode. So I, I like to keep things simple and I like to boil things down to their, their lowest common denominator, if you will. And that means root causes, root principles that can be applied across the board, meaning it really doesn't matter where you are in the world. It doesn't really matter the size of your MSP practice. Uh, there are some exclusions and some exceptions to this rule, yes. But for the vast majority of MSPs, this strategy will work. And I am talking about cyber insurance. And before you, you, you switch off and say, oh my gosh, not another cyber insurance episode, Charles, please, no more. No, no, no. Th we're not going to talk about it that way. This is a sales and marketing episode. We're talking about sales and marketing for managed services. The topic just happens to kind of involve cyber to some degree. And separate from the issue of all MSPs should have, need to have cyber insurance for their practices. That's a whole nother episode, a whole nother topic. We have talked about that before many times, um, but that's a separate issue. The issue I'm talking about today is the issue of end-user cyber insurance and the role that plays in selling new managed services. So, MSP insurance, MSP cyber insurance, separate issue. Not talking about that today. Only talking about end-user customer, managed services, customer, cyber insurance. Sometimes we call it first party insurance. So if, if you ever hear an industry, you know, insurance person say first party, uh, they'll, they'll most likely be referring to your customer's insurance coverage, not yours. Uh, you have, by the way, uh, third party coverage is, is typically how it's uh, differentiated. So, so back to this concept. And, and for those of you who want to know why I'm bringing this up, it's because I believe, I, I know from firsthand accounts, talking to actual MSPs, that this tactic is being used by them. And I have also talked to a lot of MSPs who aren't using this tactic. And I would wager that there are a vast majority of MSPs not employing this tactic compared to those who are. And for that reason, among others, I would say this is a very underutilized tactic. It ought to be used by by every MSP that could do it as quickly as you can do it. And it will not only be doing a lot of good for, the, for uh, a lot of different organizations, but it, it will also be helping combat cybercrime and it will also have a material positive impact to your bottom line as an MSP. And it's the role of cyber insurance. And I know I don't mean you selling cyber insurance, but... It's the role of the MSP 
that starts with the cyber insurance conversation. And here's tip number one. And that is the the typical, you know, last several years running up to today has been generically described, could be generically described as the, the MSPs bringing proof of their own cyber coverage as a primary prerequisite for doing business with the customer. So the customer says, I really like you as an MSP. We really want to use you, but you know, we need you, the MSP, to get your own cyber coverage. Okay, and then most MSPs go out and do that. Certainly, if you're in the MSP Verify program, that's one of the requirements you have to have in cyber insurance. Um, and we'll, you know, talk about what is cyber insurance is, is, is a separate issue as well. And I don't want to really get bogged down in that right now, but just let's, let's assume that we all know what cyber insurance means. Um, but it is different than general liability uh, insurance, property liability insurance. That's different. Um, so up to today, the conversation has been really as a request from the customer to the MSP saying, please provide proof of you having insurance, including cyber coverage. The MSP gets it and says, here you go. Here, here, here it is. If you have an MSP verify report, it says it in the report. Here, uh, yes, I have cyber insurance. There you go. It's written in the report. But that's really only half the battle. And that's really only half of what needs to take place because if the customer requesting that cyber coverage from their MSP says, I need, I need proof of that, but they themselves, the, the customer, do not have their own coverage, they are at risk. Now, some, now, now I, I'm going to have to get a little bit you know, in the weeds here, but I'll, I'll make it as simple as possible. Some of you or some of your customers, more importantly, could say, well, I don't need cyber because my, I use an MSP. And furthermore, my MSP, I asked them to have proof of cyber insurance, and they gave that proof to me. And so I have an MSP that has cyber, so I don't need any, right? Right? I am fully protected against all cyber risks, right? Wrong. They are not fully protected against cyber risks. What they are protected against... And if you are an end user out there in the audience listening, this is for you. If you have engaged with an MSP, good. If you have asked that MSP for evidence of their cyber liability coverage and protection, double good. You've, you've done the right thing. You are now protected against that MSP making a mistake Make, making a mistake that causes you harm and that MSP's cyber insurance should cover that harm, that damage that you have incurred as a result of that MSP's mistake. That's generally what third-party or MSP cyber coverage protects. 
with me so far? Okay. What you are not protected against, speaking now to the consumer out there, you are not protected against the MSP did nothing wrong. The MSP was not at fault. The MSP did exactly what they were supposed to do according to the contract that both parties signed. And through no fault of the MSP, the customer got breached. In that scenario, in that scenario, which is very likely, it's very, I would say it's it's more likely than not that it's going to be through no fault of the MSP. MSPs don't generically or don't habitually or frequently cause harm. It's, it does happen. They do make mistakes, yes, but it doesn't happen frequently, and it's not a common cause of cyber breaches. A more common cause of cyber breaches is the customer neglected to do something that could have prevented that cyber attack or could have made the cyber attack recovery far more, uh, far less damaging, shall we say. So you, you with me there, folks? The MSP did not make the mistake. The customer, I don't want to say that they made a mistake or they didn't make a mistake, but they certainly had the responsibility to do something and they chose not to do it. But the main point is the MSP didn't make the mistake and they didn't cause the cyber attack. Their, their insurance is not going to cover it. Like, don't, don't even try. The, the first thing that the insurance company is going to do is going to say uh, to the MSP, did you, did you make a mistake? Well, no, we, we, we did everything that we were supposed to. Well, did... Did did you have um, multi-factor authentication turned on? Well, you know they they don't buy that from us, or they opted out of it and they said that they were doing it on their own, or they they said that they back up. They didn't want to pay for backup as a service, so they they were backing it up. We don't. We're, they are not paying us to do that work, and so we're not doing that work. That's not the fault of the MSP. That's the fault of the customer who denied that coverage. And if they denied that coverage and they didn't do that service to themselves on their own or go to another provider to get it done, then I am sorry that that is their responsibility. They are, if not at fault, they are responsible for that. The MSP is not responsible. The MSP's insurance, their cyber insurance, is not going to be responsible. That insurance claim, if it was ever made, would be denied, and properly so. So some of you are now saying, well, Charles, I'm waiting here for the sales and marketing gem of wisdom you promised me at the beginning. All right, here it is. If you followed me so far on this very common business occurrence of the MSP having insurance, and it's not that all MSP customers don't have cyber but what is happening right now that involves directly the sales and marketing teams of every MSP on the planet is the conversation. And when I say conversation, you can replace conversation with sales discussion. 
Anytime I use the phrase for the next, for the remainder of this podcast, think conversation equals sales conversation. Discussion equals sales conversation. It also can include marketing messaging that leads up to getting that conversation, getting that meeting. But if, if you're following us so far, the role of fair, equitable, and reasonable cyber insurance and cyber risk apportionment is through the proper outsourcing of your IT to an MSP who has their own MSP cyber insurance and the customer themselves also have cyber insurance. Both parties need to be insured is the point. Now, what I'm about to say is the real, it's not a gem of wisdom. I'm just passing the information on because it, I, I found that this is, is happening, but it's not happening with enough MSPs. I am aware of MSPs who are now actively assisting their customers, their managed services and prospective managed services customers in filling out their insurance applications or renewal forms. Now, there are pencils dropping all over the world in the insurance corridors because they're, they're saying, what the hell did this guy just say? Did he just say the MSPs are helping customers fill out their cyber insurance forms? Yeah, you bet it. You bet that's happening right now. It's been happening for a while. Now, why is it happening? It's happening because customers, just like the MSPs, are having their cyber insurance rates go through the roof because the insurance industry hasn't figured out yet how to identify and assess risk from a cyber perspective. One day, you guys are going to figure that out. One day, you're going to figure out what the rest of us already know, and that's how to identify and assess very effectively, certainly MSP and other cyber risk. It's really simple to do. If you don't know how to do it, give me a call and, and I'll tell you how to do it. The MSPs are helping those customers because the customers don't understand the technical questions being asked of them, right? So imagine you're in HR or you're in finance or you're, you're, you're in administration of your company, and your company receives a cyber insurance questionnaire supplement that says, um, to whom it may concern, we're going to raise your cyber insurance rates uh, by 10% or t- by 10 times unless we get response favorable responses to these following questions. And it could be a two, three, five-page questionnaire. And th- th- it will be almost exclusively technical questions. So right there. The administrative person who is responsible for filling that out says, I have no idea what MFA is. Is that a, is that a new rap album? What's MFA? Hey, do you know what this is? Do you know what MFA is? I don't know. Oh, it's some, something technical. Oh, well, don't we have an MSP? Yeah. All right. Well, I'm gonna, what's their name? All right, I'm going to go 
I'm going to go send this to them and have them fill this out. And that's how it happens. That's boom. The, the, the quick infielding of a insurance renewal or application form of a technical nature that gets redirected to the MSP to say, fill this out for me, please. There are MSPs now that have created products, consulting you know, service lines that are specifically dedicated to just helping the customers fill this out because it's not like it's an easy process. It's not like it's just you know, two seconds of work. It, it takes time. And it, it takes time because the MSP is going to have to cross-reference which service level are they are they on, what types of managed services are they buying from us, because the customer isn't even in the position to know, in some cases, what, what the status of their IT management is. And for, for those of you in the insurance profession, do you know why that is? Because the vast majority of, co- of companies on the planet Earth are small and medium-sized businesses who don't have any type of internal IT departments to speak of. That's why they outsource to MSPs in the first place. Whew. Slow down, slow down. Okay, you with me so far? So th- we know that MSPs are actively charging for their time their customers to help those customers fill out these insurance forms, these cyber insurance forms. The sales and marketing opportunity is right there. Whether you, whether you charge for that or you don't charge for that, I'll let that be up to you. What I am saying is you need to have the conversation. You need to put yourself out there to say, look, before you go out there and potentially misrepresent on an insurance form, Uh, Did you get that? I'll say it again. You may want to go to your customers, managed service provider sales and marketing people, and message to them something along the following lines. Before you, customer, mistakenly lie on an insurance application supplement form, perhaps we should schedule some time to read through what your insurance carrier wants, read through and cross-reference what services we are actually providing for you and help you accurately fill out that form. And you may be saying, well, Charles, that sounds like a, a bunch of really boring work. No, it's the most ingenious perfect sales mechanism you have ever asked for because everybody on this planet is having questions about cyber insurance, cyber risk. It just so happens that you now have the aid of the insurance industry because they are finally waking up and understanding that we have to ask they are realizing that they, the insurance companies, have to ask additional questions because they're not getting enough data on those standard forms. They're having to ask questions like, do you use multi-factor authentication? If so, what is it and how is it being applied? Are you backing up your internal mission-critical data? If so, how are you backing up? Where is it being backed up? Are you testing its restoration to make sure that it's still valid? You know, they're asking those types of questions. 
And those are golden, absolutely golden opportunities for you as an MSP to sit down and talk to your customer or your prospects and to have a really vital conversation with them about their company's cyber risk and IT management and general business management and business risk. Now, I, 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 I hearken back 20 years when I was remembering MSP salespeople going out and talking about how they can save 5% on your IT management year over year. People had success with it. I thought that that was a hellaciously boring and stupid approach for a variety of reasons that I, I don't choose to get into now. But people had success with that, lowering IT management costs as a result of outsourcing to an MSP. This is a different question, a different animal altogether. This is existential business and cyber risk and a conversation that involves the customer and the MSP and the MSP as an integral party in lowering and spreading around that business risk for the customer. What could be more satisfying? What could be more visceral? What could be more compelling? What could be more likely to lead to the signature, wet or digital, of a managed services contract than a conversation between an MSP and a customer or prospect customer involving cyber risk? And specifically, specifically, if you do it right, and I'll give you a little bit extra tip here. If you have some sort of your own internal documentation where you can use the insurance form and you can use the insurance form in conjunction with your own documentation requirements, like maybe call it a checklist, call it a cyber checklist. And you create your own cyber checklist that covers all of those same things that the insurance companies are asking for. And if the customer says, no, we, 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 don't, we, don't, we don't do this ourselves. And you say, if it's an existing customer, for example, uh, no, we as your MSP don't um, deliver this to you. you. You rejected this. Would you like us to start delivering this to you now? Multi-factor authentication. It costs this much per month. If the response is no, then you say, that's fine. Please initial here. What are you having me initial? That you have denied, you have rejected multi-factor authentication managed services from our MSP. And this is letting this is our record that you have rejected it and we want this for our own security because if something happens to you through that multi-factor could have prevented, uh, we are not going to be responsible. That would be something that your first party coverage, Mr. Mr. Customer, would cover. That's not going to be covered by our third party insurance. But I thought because we work with you and you're an MSP that no, 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 it doesn't work that way. See, if we make a mistake, 
then you're covered. We're not making a mistake here. We're offering to help you by providing multi-factor authentication. And if you decline, not only are your insurance rates going to go up, and by the way, I really hope that you don't say yes on your insurance form that you are doing MFA when you're not, because you're certainly not getting it from us. So if you're getting it from somebody else, then then you can say yes to that form. But if you're not, you got to say no. Your rates for that cyber insurance are going to go up, as they should, and you will be left unprotected if you get attacked through that, through that vector. That's not going to be something that our insurance is going to cover. And quite frankly, I would doubt that it would be co- covered under your insurance because you've denied that coverage. Oh, well, maybe I should... Uh, maybe I should... Maybe we should start getting that as part of our managed service. Great idea. Let's change that to a yes, and we'll send you an updated uh, purchase order and get you get you squared away. And you go down the line, multi-factor, internal backup, um, user user management, right? Active Directory, making sure that everything is being properly performed uh, and double checked. And you can create a pretty good list, right? It's not just multi-factor. It's a very good list of probably a dozen or so services and or products that would be really helpful depending on the customer and depending on the industry that they operate in and depending on your services to that customer where you could have that conversation. And it's, it's not you selling. It's you helping a customer avoid an excessively high cyber premium. That's the genius of this. It's it's genius because it's it's fate, it's reality. It's it's it this, we didn't create this as MSPs. This happened. I'm I'm bringing this to your attention because this is something that every MSP needs to do for their customers is get them signed up on cyber insurance, help them go to a carrier. If your carrier, um, you know, does that, then contact them and say, look, we want, we want to get you covered for your own first party protection. And we furthermore are going to help you lower that premium as low as we can get it by helping you get the right core security services onboarded and operational. That's the sales and marketing strategy all MSPs ought to be practicing right now. All of your efforts, or at least some of your efforts in advertising, events, cold calling if you're doing that, or whatever method you use, ought to revolve at least to some degree around getting a conversation, a sit-down, physical or virtual sit-down, doesn't matter, a conversation with the customer to talk about cyber risk reduction and using insurance as a fulcrum or as a lever, not to exploit. No, we're not talking about exploitation here. This is not exploitation. This is bringing risk down through mostly fairly accessible and inexpensive managed services that could be provided. It does not cost a lot to to implement multi-factor authentication 
or to implement a password management system or to do backup. It's pretty, it's pretty commoditized these days. But, it, but an MSP who knows what they're doing can help bring those services and solutions to a customer and give them some peace of mind and at the same time lower their cyber insurance. In many cases, some I'm hearing of some cyber insurance companies actually denying to, to write coverage or to renew coverage if, the, if they're not having the forms completed to their satisfaction. Think about that as a sales technique. It's not just getting the the managed services, uh, you know, contract signed. It's do you do you as a customer want to keep your cyber insurance? What if you don't have cyber insurance and you have to go out there in the world and you get hacked? Nobody's there. There's no safety net. You're on your own. What does that look like? It's not pretty. These are all business challenges. These are not technical. These are not IT. I know they involve technical and IT, but they're not. They're business issues. Why is that important? Because you ought to be talking not to the IT director. You ought to be talking to the CEO, the CFO, the CISO, the CTO, Somebody who has authority, who is a C-level executive, someone who has purchasing authority, but also someone who's, who sits in a position where they, they personally could stand to lose a lot if they suffered such a cyber attack that was successful. This is a technique that, I again, I think very few MSPs are actually employing right now. But the ones that are using it are having success. That I can tell you. Because if they are going to the point of monetizing this and, and charging a fee for this service of helping their customers fill out these insurance forms, it's happening a lot and it's something that they feel they can charge for. You better believe it. And I, I, I believe, I don't have the exact statistic, but I have, I, I've read enough to know that there is a, there's not a lot of cyber insurance being written at the end user level. Like we haven't hit critical mass. This isn't anything close to, you know, like um, oh, driver's insurance, right? Automotive insurance, um, right? Which has hit critical mass in, in most places around the world. Not so with cyber. So this is definitely a path uh, of, of sales and marketing that has a growth potential, a significant upside growth potential. Make it simple. Come up with some quick and easy forms. Get your dialers, your, your appointment setters, your social media people, whatever, your, your SEO people, however. And that's the, another beautiful thing about this. It doesn't matter what methodology you use. This is the content. This is, these are the talking points that will resonate. Get these appointments booked. Start having this conversation. And start to help your customers bring their cyber defenses up 
to code, up to standard. It will help them first and foremost. You'll be doing your duty as a good MSP, and you also should get higher managed services sales and or project work as a result of this. Give it a try. And if it works, drop us a note. We'd love to hear if it's working for you. Those are my thoughts. Until next time. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please give us a like. Make sure you are subscribed to the podcast so you will get notified when future episodes are released. We will see you next time in the MSP Zone.